that's a challenge for sure. I think not getting too comfortable on where you're at, um, you know, that plays a big part of it. But, you know, I think that, you know, if you're really, really lucky, you can find motivation in happiness. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that just because you're happy doesn't mean that you lose all motivation. I, I mean, I definitely struggle with that myself. I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. This podcast is provided by Tree Homes Property Management. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, whether it's one episode or half an episode, you've probably figured out that Matt, my co-host, owns this company, Tree Homes Property Management, and I am his marketing director for that company. And what we do is we help real estate investors and homeowners with their full-service property management. So that includes finding renters. That includes collecting rent and depositing it into your bank account. And that includes full maintenance on all of your properties, making sure they're up to code, making sure that you're getting the most out of your investment. So that's what we do. We love it. We fully believe in everything that we do. And you know, our mission here is really just to provide homeowners and renters a world-class property management service. And you know, our vision is to create and facilitate opportunities for financial freedom. Like That's the goal with our company, and that's why we created this podcast. If you guys have any questions about our company or what we do, feel free to look us up online. Our website is www.trehomes.com. That's tree with one E, homes.com. If you're thinking about getting invested in real estate or have some properties that you already own, we are happy to help in any way that we can. Whether that's just hopping on a phone call or corresponding through email with some free advice, just let us know. We're happy to be your go-to guys. And we're live. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts. I'm your host for today. And this is a, a, a good episode that I'm excited to, to dive into. And um, while I'm, I'm here solo without my co-host, Matt, um, I am here with another team member of the Tree Homes family, uh, my new sidekick, Maggie Martin. Hi, guys. <laughs> this is an opportunity for you guys to get to know Maggie, get to know her story, um, and kind of see wh- everything about her, what she's good at, what she likes, her plans, her goals, her ambitions, um, and just have a good conversation and learn about her. So, Maggie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, um, a lot of the listeners don't know you. Mm-hmm. Where are you from originally? Um, I was actually born in San Antonio, and I lived there for maybe six months before my family moved to Houston, which is where I like to say I'm from because I grew up there. Mm-hmm. I did move around a lot, I think, as a kid. I stayed there for the good, the best portion, the best portion, <laughs> yeah, the, the best majority, portion, right? The majority of my childhood. And then I spent my later years um, as a high school student in Corpus Christi. Okay. When did you move to Corpus Christi? Like what, uh, what grade? We moved there when I was 16, I believe. Mm -hmm. So switched high schools, which was one of the, I think, hardest times of my childhood. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, there's any going, moving cities at any point during your childhood is, Mm -hmm. is tough, especially at 16. Yeah. It was a big challenge. Did you, 
Um, and I hope you don't mind me diving into some deeper Go questions. For it. But well, I mean, did you have any say on that? I tried. I tried my hardest to have a say in it. Yeah. Um, I begged my parents to let me live with one of my friends to finish out high school. Uh-huh. Um, they just didn't feel like separating the family was the best choice for us at that point in time, which looking back was the right choice. Sure. And why did, um, why did they want to move to Corpus? Our time in Houston was over. I think life kind of has its ways of showing you when it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And for my parents, I think life showed them that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Our, fam- our family was separated for a short period of time. My dad was the first one to move to Corpus. And okay. he was there for about half a year without us. Mm. Um, while we kind of wrapped things up in Houston, got our house sold, my mom could... Um, switch over and jobs easily sure um where she found a job in corpus so we were ready at that point gotcha yeah um and just uh for context for the listeners mm-hmm. uh <laughs> maggie your older sister is lexi yes who um is married to matt and is the yes. owner of this company tree homes yes. uh so just to kind of like let the listeners in on um that little bit of the backstory so Jumping back into when you guys got to Corpus, mm-hmm. how was that for you? Was it easy to... I'm assuming you were a junior at this point in high yes, school. Yes, I was a junior in high school. It was so hard for me. Yeah. Um, I started... So cor- the, the public schools in Corpus were very different from those in Houston. We lived in a really nice suburbia area of mm-hmm. Houston. And in Corpus, um, there's not really that divide... Um, so I was going to a more rough high school, okay. um, which I did stop going to on my own. Oh, wow. Um, what do you mean when you say that? So when I started at a new high school, it was really, really hard for me. And so I stopped going to school Okay. and started staying home after my parents left for work. I just wouldn't. You're just skipping. I was fully skipping. Your parents didn't know. Yeah. I was, I was rebelling. I was really mad at my parents for that whole situation. Um, but my dad did something really selfless. He went out of his way to tour a bunch of different private schools in the area and ended up picking my new school for me. So he went with a private Catholic school, which is kind of funny. A little bit of backstory about our family is um, we are not Catholic, right? but a big portion of the population in Corpus Christi is. Hmm. So that was my next move was I started at a private Catholic school. Okay. Very small. It was my graduating class at that private school was mm-hmm. 93 and oh, wow. my original high school was 800. Yeah. Yeah, I think my graduating class was like five or 600 people. Yeah. So 93 is tiny. It is. It was really tiny. So it was a big adjustment, but mm-hmm. it was, that was a big um, cha- life-changing moment for me. Yeah, for sure. And that must have been rough. I mean, I'm assuming like, you know, the kids at the public school weren't super accepting of you as yes. the new kid and it was hard to kind of make friends and adjust. Yeah, I, I would say at both schools it was. Um more so at the at the private school because you know once you once you get a new new kid in the class everybody had been together since preschool right. so everybody knew each other 
So I was the new girl, and I think everybody was more curious about me more than anything. So that was how I made my friends, was out of curiosity about me. That's cool. Yeah. Are you st- are you still friends with anybody from high school? I am. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, a select few. It's, it's harder to stay in touch with people when you live so far. Corpus Christi is really far and there's yeah. nothing bringing me back there anymore. My family, my family did move to Austin. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, after high school, I mean, even during high school, did you have any kind of inclination of what you wanted to do when you grew up, what you wanted to do for college, if you wanted to go to college? I did not want to go to college. I kind of felt like there were other things that I could do. College kind of felt like a default at the time. I didn't feel like it was necessarily for me. And, you know, college did teach me a lot. Do I necessarily feel like I gained a lot of value in my actual degree and what I learned? Not necessarily. Yeah. So why did you think it was a default? Because I feel like during this, I mean, I feel like just over the last year or two, it's kind of become popular to not go to college, to Mm -hmm. become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the time when you were in high school, when I was in high school, that that was the norm was you go to college. And so why did you, what gave you that idea? What made you think that it was kind of like a fallback? Well, for me, it wasn't really an option. Um, My mom didn't graduate from college. Oh. So she definitely pushed me to go to college more because I think that was part of something that she regretted when she was growing up. Okay. Which she felt like set her back during her career, which is understandable because there are certain times in your life where having a degree does um, put you ahead of everybody else. Sure. Which is now though, it's a little bit different because everybody has a degree. And I think that having a college degree is almost an expectation. It's, I think it's just as valuable as a GED, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Now like the master's, like getting a master's degree is the equivalent to what a bachelor's used to be in PhD. So it's like you always have to do more and gain higher credentials and things like that. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't ever going to go past a bachelor's degree, which is kind of why I didn't want to go. Um, I started looking into trade schools at one point in my life. I was trying to pursue upholstery. Oh, wow. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not a joke. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely. It's not funny. That's very cool. Very niche. Yes. Um, So you said your mom didn't graduate from college. Did she attend college and then just didn't graduate or did she not go at all? Okay. She got her misses. Okay. So I got it. That was a really popular concept back in the day. Sure. Now it's not so popular. Um, But yeah, when she met my dad, life just kind of happened. And like I said before, it kind of pushed them in a different direction. And so they ended up moving to Dallas. So she wasn't able to finish her degree at Texas State. Gotcha. My mom, similar story. Mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't, I don't know. I, I know that it wasn't her plan to get the missus degree or whatever, you know, that is. But she yeah. was going to college uh, because it was something that her family wanted her to do. And then she, she met my dad and got married and so ended up just not finishing because they started a family. Exactly. But my mom was at LSU and oh, that wow. was something that she struggled with too is like, you know, having a degree was for our parent generation was a lot bigger deal. Yeah, it was. Like it actually like meant something. And mm-hmm. um, so when my parents ended up splitting up and my mom had to, you know, start a career basically, um, it was tough for her because she had to basically start over and figure something out. Exactly. Yeah. You have to get creative at that point. Yeah. 
For sure. So <clears throat> going into college, you did go to Texas State. I did. University. Yeah, eat them up. Yeah, um, which is your dad's alma mater. And my grandparents. Oh, and cool. And my great-grandparents. No way. I'm your sorry, just my grandparents. Okay, great. Not okay. great-grandparents. Yep, third generation. Yes. Very cool. And my sister, my oldest sister, did it. She went there, too. Yep, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Lexi is the only one who strayed from. Yes. <laughs> she, she didn't feel like that was part of her path. Sure, yeah. So what did you end up getting your degree in or working towards? I got my degree in recreation and administration, okay. which is a real thing. Um, <laughs> was know, that the plan from day one as a freshman or did you oh, figure that out along the way? No, that was definitely not the plan. Um, I, I was like, well, I, I was a little bit bitter. Um, I was like, well, since I'm being forced to go to college, mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun and I'm going to get a degree in something that will set me up to have fun for the rest of my life. Sure, yeah. That was my intention. So I went. I was a camp counselor. My going out of my freshman year of college, um, I was kind of looking to get away, and so I decided to become a camp counselor. And that's where I fell in love with recreation. And I was like, you know, I'm going to own my own camp. That was my dream. Yeah. And so you ended up getting that. <laughs> Degree or, or declaring that yes. major. And I did follow through with it um, all the way up until, yeah, I graduated with recreation administration, although my my visions and my goals changed along the way. Sure. Um, recreation is kind of nice because, like, yes, you can do the camp thing or you can become a public servant, um, you know, working with, like, the YMCA or in the public sectors. You can start your own company, which is kind of like what... Um, you know, those wait those wakeboarding companies. Yeah. Yeah. In Austin, like uh-huh. And some of like the are you referring to like some maybe like even the stand up paddleboarding companies? Yeah, exactly. A lot of stuff like that. You know, sure. and I was like, Austin is the perfect place to be and that was definitely like my dream was to stay in the area. I fell in love with San Marcos when I started going to school there and I was like, I can't ever see myself leaving this place. So. Yeah. Heck you know, yeah. I love San Marcos. Yeah. For the listeners, I'm sure they know, but I went to Texas State as well. A couple years before. When did you, when were you a freshman? I was a freshman in 2015. Okay, yeah. I graduated in 2014, so. Oh, wow. We just missed each other. Just by a year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, San Marcos is awesome. And I similarly, <clears throat> excuse me, got a degree um, in um, health and fitness management. Mm-hmm. So it was within the same uh, department, which was health and human performance. Mm-hmm. Um, took some classes um, that were similar to yours as far as recreation. And it was a blast. I loved it. I loved it, too. The river was right outside of our building, Jowers, which was so cool. Um, And San Marcos in general is just a a great town. So you graduated 2018? 2018, I walked the stage. 2019, I earned my degree. I did have to complete an internship. So I worked at a wedding venue and uh, earned my hours and officially got my degree in May. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. And fast forward to today mm-hmm. for the listeners. Now you're working with me. Yes. You're working on our social media side of things um, mm-hmm. and super interested in marketing and being creative and creating content. So yes. when did that switch from wanting to do recreation, becoming a an owner of a camp or, or whatever have you, um, to today, to now what you're doing? Ooh, that was a long process. Um, It took me a long time for me to realize what I really wanted to do. Um, I was really just having fun 
taking photos and videos and putting them together and just creating little montages. I feel like that's how it, you know. For, for the wedding venue or for school or? Just for personal, really. Oh, cool. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how it manifested, I think. Sure. Um, once I started putting the stuff out there that I created, I know it, it caught the eye of a few people, especially my family. They were like, wow. And so they really pushed me to kind of go in that direction. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I did. Um, you know, marketing will always be a need. And I sure. like that it's constantly changing. There's a big technological side of it that I really like getting my hands on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I think it kind of found me. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, everyone has like, you know, their own journey and their mm-hmm. own path. And we've interviewed people on this podcast that are, <clears throat> you know, in their 60s and 70s mm-hmm. that switched their career, you know, five, 10 times. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, that's something that I had struggled with. And still to today struggle with of mm-hmm. knowing if I, what I'm doing is right and what I'm doing is what is meant for me to be doing. And I look at those people and I'm like, they switched their careers a bunch and they're yes. super successful and they had a great life and are enjoying it. And so it's okay to not, you know, stick, I mean, stick to the same plan that you had originally had at the beginning of college. For sure. I think so too. Um, you know, I, I listened to another podcast this morning uh, talking about how you know, you can't let your past experiences define you because there's no growth in that. So mm-hmm. you have to think about like who you, who you want to be tomorrow and then put that into action, which I mean, is a lot harder said than done or a lot easier, easier said. said than done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think that just because I have a degree in recreation means that I will be not as good at marketing than the people that got a marketing degree. You sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a degree in marketing either. Exactly. Yeah. And look not at to, us. And, and look at us. But also, not to say that we're good at marketing by any means. Yeah. You are. I'm mediocre at best. Andrew. Blech. But I mean, I got a similar degree as you, and mm-hmm. you know, didn't have any schooling or training for marketing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just been learn as you go. Yeah. Trial by fire. Definitely. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, how new things come about is people, you know, people who don't have experience in the field, they're not so limited. You know, anything is possible for somebody that doesn't know anything about the field. When you go and you get a degree, like, you know exactly what's possible. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those people are less inclined to challenge the boundaries. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So I know we just talked about, you know, this stage of your life and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of falling into marketing. Um, and this is a, a question that I'm sure the answer will change over the years, but yes. where do you kind of see your career, see your life goals, aspirations? That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I definitely see it going in a marketing direction. I've all, I've kind of been hooked on this idea lately of like film production. Sure. And so I'm kind of maybe going to test the waters and see where that goes, Mm -hmm. where maybe where that can lead me. Um, I just really like the creativity that film has in it. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's been one of my, my biggest, it's the most, um, Important? Or are you saying that? No, no, no. Like I'm creative... the most interested in. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you're the most. Most interested. In that. <laughs> yeah, it's the number one 
Yeah. Interest. Got it. Yeah. So. Cool. I've kind of been looking into that. Um, you know, there's a lot to learn from me on that side. I haven't really gotten too much exposure, exposure, but, um, that's kind of why I'm really thankful for this experience is so that I can kind of get my hands on that stuff and kind of figure out what I like in terms of marketing, because it's, when you say marketing, I mean, that's so broad Yeah. And not every, one person can't be good at everything. So I think you really need to like figure out what you like and kind of play towards what you're good at. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's kind of what I really, really <laughs> like about marketing. And so I'm like, you know, if, if I'm that interested in it, I think, you know, of course there's, there's always an option for marketing, but I kind of want to see what can go beyond marketing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I uh, so the biggest lesson I learned in my first job out of college is the saying, um, you know, "Jack of all trades, master of none." It's very true. Mm-hmm. If you spread yourself too thin, if you kind of dip your toes in too many waters, then <laughs> then you can't be super really good at one thing. If you try and focus more so on you know one or two things that you're really interested in, you become so I guess uh, an expert. Um, so to speak, yeah. in, in that field. So kind of find what you're interested in and, and double down on it. Yeah, I think so. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I definitely see that changing in the future, even short term. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm i always up to something. Uh, my family has given me so much crap for always like changing what I want to do. Sure. Um, I can't even tell you six months ago, I was looking into aviation. <laughs> I was going to become a pilot. That's cool. Um, my dad that. actually is getting his pilot's license. Yeah, so yeah. it was, he is just a, that was so inspirational to me to see him doing something. My dad is in his late fifties or maybe he just turned 60. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Boy looks good. Mm, he does. <laughs> and I just find that really inspirational, you know, that people are just doing what inspires them and yeah. what they're interested in it. And they just run with it. And I was like, mm, I love to travel. And that has a really, that plays a big part in their whole recreation thing and why I was so passionate about that. And so that was definitely a path not taken. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you were growing up, was money super important to you and your family, or was that something that wasn't discussed? When I know when we were in San Antonio, my family had no money. Of course, I didn't know that. And throughout most of my childhood, I never, money was never on my mind as a kid. Sure. Which is a huge reason as to why I respect my parents so much today. And I find them so inspirational is because, like, I know my parents worked really, really hard to get where they're at now, Mm -hmm. and my parents did invest their money, so they're able to live a really comfortable life now. Um, You know, my mom only works part-time right now. As I was growing up, I saw my parents work really hard, and um, yeah, my mom came home late at nights, and my dad was, you know, even later, Mm -hmm. and worked on weekends, and he had a million different jobs, so... I saw my parents make a lot of sacrifices to be able to afford us that luxury of not being able to think about money as kids. Yeah. So that leading into like today, do you think that seeing how hard your parents worked kind of plays an aspect into what you choose to do as far as career and what your goals are as far as your career is concerned? Yes, definitely. I, 
I, I, I like to think, though, that I have a, a good balance. Um, that's kind of what I strive for. Um, me and my fiance, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff boy. Yeah. Um, we definitely try to live each day just fulfilled in our lives. Um, we're kind of in this weird transition period. And of course, like our circumstance isn't exactly what it, what we want it to be right now, but we're really happy in our path and kind of figuring out where we're going to be. It's, you know, I just am really thankful to be in the position that I am where I have so many options and I'm really trying to like live my life where I'm like, chasing happiness, not necessarily money. But I definitely think that when you chase what you're good at and what you chase, what you're interested in and what makes you happy, I think money will inevitably follow. Um, one of the great things about being young and, um, in my position right now, and also my fiance, we both like to work really, really hard. He's a workaholic. I would like to be, you know, um, we work, we just work really, really hard. And so, it's there's some there's glory in our where our circumstance right now on our path that we're on so we just try to be really happy and not get too caught up and like okay we need to figure out our things right now like we have to be better than we are right now mm-hmm. so it's worked out really well for us that's awesome mm-hmm. i feel like that's a balance that i have to play personally in my life is <clears throat> i think that i try and be happy in the day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm not reaching. I feel like that might prevent me from having like this big goal that I want to attain, yes. career wise, life wise, or anything like that. Because I'm so content in everyday mm-hmm. life that it's like that might be holding me back from achieving something great. Yes. But at the end of the day, does that really matter if I'm happy day to day? I don't know. I think you know that's. That's a challenge for sure. I think not getting too comfortable in where you're at, mm-hmm. um, you know, that plays a big part of it. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, if you're really, really lucky, you can find motivation in happiness. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that just because you're happy doesn't mean that you lose all motivation. I, I mean, I definitely struggle with that myself. I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because you, you do, you do get comfortable and you kind of get caught in like the mundane of life or like your schedule and stuff. So it can be hard to like break out of that and try something new and kind of make sure that you're aligning your, what you're doing every day to meet your goals. Sure. Yeah. When you were going into college, I know your, your, uh, parents wanted you to go to college, mm-hmm. but did they guide you in any direction of what they wanted you to do as far as getting a degree or a career? <laughs> Yeah, I know definitely. my I know my parents didn't, which I wish they had. Oh, really? And they didn't. I mean, they didn't really. Honestly, they. I don't even know if they told me to go to college, but um, all my friends are doing it, so I wanted to go yeah. to college. And um, my parents were just like, "Do whatever you want to do. Just do something." Yes. Um, and so I love that they were that supportive and nice, mm-hmm. but also, you know, I kind of wish that. Uh, I had gotten a push in a certain direction because I switched my degree, you know, like four or five times. And yeah, um, and I, you know, I, I can see your position too, because when you're young, it's hard to self-reflect and be like, what am I good at? And what do I like? And then choose a degree based off of that. Yeah. That can be really challenging for an 18 year old. For sure. 
Oh, man, yeah, that must have been like a really big struggle. I, you know, I started mm-hmm. off as undeclared. It took me a long time to like figure out what I wanted to do. And of course, everything that my parents wanted me to go into or encouraged me to go into, I did the opposite. Or okay. I, I, I tried to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they want, so did they want you to like go into business or no, engineering actually, or something? They were, you know, they were always like open to the creative side of me. Oh, um, cool. I feel like I've always been more of a creative side than like the analytical thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, it, it's cool when you grow up with siblings, you know, you all are so different. And so I think my parents really saw like the divide between all three of us because my oldest sister is definitely like the analytic smart, like naturally Type smart. A. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. And I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum. So uh-huh. my parents were, uh, my mom actually encouraged me to go into like broadcasting. She was like, you should be a weather girl or, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. have you. That's cool. Yeah. So that was kind of something she saw me doing. Communications was always like heavily supported in my family. Cause I think it has a, a good combination between the two of like, okay, well, you're good at like interpersonal communications and like building relationships, but also like, how do you work that into business? Mm-hmm. So, right. which is something I honestly, I, I kind of wish I would have looked into more, you know, looking back on my life, I don't regret getting my degree in recreation at all. I made so many good friends, like in my teachers, I built so many great relationships with um, that I'll probably have for a lifetime, but I did now in the position that I'm in, you know, I think that it's a lot more versatile to go into something like communications because communications, you know, you do study a lot of marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look back on my degree and think, you know, I could have done something differently and maybe had some more job opportunities when I got of college or or something like that. But I mean, I'm also a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. And, yes. Um, similar to you, I don't regret, you know, the degree I got and mm-hmm. enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and I hope to one day maybe get back into some sort of a health and fitness or, or sports. Andrew, um, you would be great at that. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> today, you have the entrepreneurial bug in you and oh, you yeah. started a business yeah. um, with a partner. Yes. Tell us about that. Um. So I met my partner whenever I was working at the wedding venue. She had more of a financial brain where she could work out the numbers and she was really good at bookkeeping, although she, you know, was just getting started into it. And both of us were both kind of had the entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And we would talk all the time about all of our crazy business ideas. And it started out with, um, we were planning on opening a social media company because we saw that all of these smaller businesses were suffering, especially in Wimberley. Um, you know, they weren't hitting that target market, especially with all of the tourism that comes through Wimberley. They weren't doing as well as they could have been mm-hmm. with social media. And so we felt like the bigger companies were, they were inaccessible to smaller communities like Wimberley. So we felt like that was a a market that kind of hadn't been tapped into yet. So that's how it started. And, you know, there is, there's just so many options when it comes to social media. You know, there's a lot of people that do freelance work, which is something that I've kind of dabbled into. Yeah. Um, So we kind of wanted to think a little bit bigger. Um, And one of my, one of my, 
I guess, hobbies or interests is interior design. Okay. And that was another path that I never got to like educationally pursue, but kind of got to, got to play with. And I got really into like watching all of like the YouTube channels and following certain people who were really into interior design. And so we actually opened a staging company, which we felt like that was a good option where we could, I could get out my creative juices. We could both work on social media together and then she could do all of the bookkeeping. Yeah. And um, we're in the beginning stages right now. We just got our LLC about a month ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just looking to take on more clients right now. Um, and so this is staging for like new home sales, basically single family homes well, in the Austin area. It's kind of it's kind of everything. Um, I a lot of people, you know, they would like to sell their homes and they have all of their stuff in it already. Mm-hmm. They just need help making it look good and presentable for photos and for tours and all oh. of that stuff. So like okay. people that need help like decluttering or maybe like even how do they make it look aesthetically know? pleasing? Yeah, for or, sale. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So that's kind of what we you know, we didn't want to limit ourselves. So that's also something that we offer design services. So it's called century staging and design. So cool. um, How'd you come up with the name? The name I came up with the name because you want to be a hundred year company. Well, I thought, you know, it did sound timeless. Yeah. So it was, well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a century is a hundred years. So not exactly. Okay. 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 (laughs) It does. You're thinking way too far into it. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. whenever you see that name, you think, you know, they're experienced, long time. <laughs> long <So>. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and in my thinking, it kind of sounded like elite, you know? Okay. Yeah. Which I actually just found out that there's a century staging or a century staging. There's a staging company in Austin called Elite Staging, which oh. I thought was a really cool name too. Um, I just felt like Century had kind of like a, a, a timeless, modern, but also um, kind of like a high end kind of feel totally. to it. Yeah. So um, I agree with you. It's got a Gatsby feel to it. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gatsby mm-hmm. was kind of the vibes that I was feeling whenever nice. I came up with that. So that's what we went with. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys are a couple months in now. Yep. Um, look on to, looking to take on more work. Uh-huh. We've um, gotten in touch with like a few clients already. We we did our first staging and the home is still for sale. Um and we're in the works for our second gig. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm super proud of you guys. Thank that's awesome. you. If the uh listeners need a, a stager mm-hmm. or a designer, how can they find out more about you and your company? Um so we don't have a website yet. We're working on that right now, but okay. we do have an Instagram, which is kind of still in the works, but you know, you can give us a shout out on Instagram, Century Staging. That's the handle at Century Staging? Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yes. It I'll is. put that in the show notes below. For sure. Yeah. And you can also reach out to me through Tree because I do all the social media there. That's right, yeah. And you're bound to get in touch with me somehow, so Awesome. I would put my number out there, but... Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a little dicey. Yeah, that's okay. Personal numbs. That's okay, guys. Yeah. She's got a fiance. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Uh, well, Maggie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, obviously, you're going to be around here for yes. you know, as long as you want to be. We'll have you. 
Um, I've enjoyed this conversation. and I have too. Thank you um, for having me. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye.